Yes, welcome. yes. Welcome. welcome to the Full Shirt Podcast, uh, episode 572. <laughs> it feels like it. I noticed the new platform doesn't um, doesn't auto-number them like that, which is disappointing because I can't count that high. Take off well, your shoes. <clears throat> the fact that the numbers aren't there, it's it kind of hurts the audience because like, how are they going to know what order to listen to them in to really get the... The overarching to, story that we're right to understand canon, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. That's I think that's Zencaster not not thinking it through. Not thinking. I'm never gonna know about Mark and Uncle Steve. Yeah, good old Uncle Steve. Well, do? we should say hello to the new guards at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> hello, new guards at Guantanamo Bay, and the three listeners down from three and a half from last month. That's one thing I don't like. I don't like that you can't. I'm sure there's a system out there to do it to see like what you're. I know you can do streams. I think, or at least Pinecast used to show you how many streams you had in a month, how many episodes. I don't know about Zencaster. Uh, it's 2023. My GeoCities website could tell me how many visitors I had. Man, GeoCities. Fucking what was the other Angel Fire? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Back when the internet was cool. The internet's yeah, the, not cool anymore. The flaming gif text was super cool. Fuck yeah, dude. 3D flaming gif text. Uh-huh. Under, the under construction image. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> listen to the uh, listen to the robot scream while you were dialing up into into the internet. But it was new back then, and it wasn't as fucking abused and dialed in to screw with the human psyche like it is now. There was an IQ barrier for entry. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. You know, I never <laughs> I never thought about that. I never thought about that. It was mostly nerds and, you know, people with uh, people with high IQs. Now everybody, everybody is fucking online all the time, everywhere. That is a valid point, sir. Yeah, can we revert that? <laughs> Yeah, roll it back to an earlier code revision of human history. <laughs> Make it harder to get online. <laughs> we were uh, talking to somebody the other day about this video I saw. It was kind of interesting. And it was this guy talking about how things have gotten more expensive as far as like housing and food. And he's showing the numbers from like, I think, 1970 till now. And, you know, like housing and shit's gone up, what, 30% all this stuff. But then he's showing how wages have gone up, you know, and it's like 12% or something. And, and don't quote me on these numbers. But the point is, is that... Oh, they're not keeping up with the rise in... Not even close. Yeah, oh, wow. not even close. It's like a five to one, like a five to one ratio of cost of living versus, um, you know, wages. But then he showed the birth rate between like 1970 and now, and it's decline from like three to 0.75 or something like that. And it reminded me there was a show on, it's, I think it's been done a couple times, but I think on prime or Netflix, um, I keep wanting to say euphoria and that's not right. That's that HBO show, but um, it was about, you're thinking them, about a uh, Tim and Eric to Tim and Eric show. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a show about, um, they created a virus so that everyone would go get a vaccine and then the vaccine was sterilizing people. And I remember it came out during COVID and before the show, it would show this black screen that said, you know, this was a work of fiction. JK, JK. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's from an old, I think it's a um, graphic novel actually. And I think there's more, more of them. And they even did one like Japanese or British or somebody did one. Utopia. I think it was called yeah. Utopia. And yep. it's actually really good. If you haven't seen it, you should. It's neat. But um I thought, man, what if um what if cranking out, you know, the the high prices and everything is a way we were just like joking about like conspiracy theories, is a way of getting the population down, right? Because people won't have kids if they can't afford them. And we were talking and I stopped for a second and I went, wait, no, stop. I said my conspiracy theory is all wrong. Dude says, why? I said, because stupid fucking stupid people are still going to have kids, 
right? <laughs> like they're not going to stop because, oh no, I can't afford a child. Stupid people going to keep fucking going to keep having kids. Well, um, you, you would know. create the idiocracy effect. Well, um, yeah. And that's, what, I kind of thought about that, right? What you, and because <laughs> in the very, very, very beginning of idiocracy, they were talking about who was reproducing and you mm-hmm. had these smart people who either did not have kids or had one kid. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you had people that were, how shall we say, intellectually challenged <laughs> that were screwing like wildfire. You know, morons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there is, there's, and that, that was kind of, that was kind of the, the joke that we got to finally is that, right. They were trying to create uh, an idiocracy with, uh, by economic means. So <laughs> I love sitting around it's thinking not about an, conspiracy theories. It's not an invalid theory. I mean, um, if you, I don't know. I, I, my problem is that because of the people that tend to believe in conspiracy theories, I tend to push against them. But then some days, yeah, you're just like, this isn't well, more a- people believe in them than you think. It's just the people that go around uh, telling everyone their beliefs loudly or tend to be the uh, <clears throat> fucking morons. Yeah, the, right. And it was it was it was Adam that actually told me that the first time. And I think being you're you're not. Are you a millennial or are you a? Yeah, I'm millennial. You're millennial. Okay. Yeah. And he, so he's got a different perspective, and that was. Back when we first started this podcast, before it became the shit show that it is, um, the the point was is that me and Doug were both Gen Xers, and our our buddy Rich is a proud Gen Xer, and uh, he's the most Gen Xer. He's the most Gen Xer from 1987, and um, the the back and forth was you know Gen Xers kind of not versus millennials, but just the different perspectives. And you may not think that that it's that different, but it really is. And Adam growing up with the internet, the way that he did, you know, I mean, I grew up before the internet. I was sitting here the other day. I was just tired from packing and I just needed to lay down and I went to grab my phone or something. I was like, Jesus Christ. I don't even remember. You know, there was a time where you had no idea what was going on unless you turned on the TV. You didn't know where your friends were. You didn't know what your friends were doing unless they called you and told you. You know, and there was no Facebook and you weren't keeping tabs on everybody. And I was like, God, there's a part of me that misses that. You Back know? in the good old days. Oh, I God, mean, I'm turning into one of those people. Exactly. Right. In the good old days. So it was Adam that pointed out to me one time because I was just this has been a year or so ago. I was just frustrated with the world. And I was like, Jesus, you know, I just hate everybody. Everybody's stupid. And everybody's all these. There's just they say all these stupid things and everything. And Adam said, yeah, but our is that everybody really? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you sure it's not just like the fucking loud minority of stupid people. And he said, cause you believe things, don't you? I said, yeah. He said, do you go spout it off every time you get a chance anywhere, let alone the internet? I said, no. <laughs> and he said, why is that? <laughs> cause I'm not stupid. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so there is something to be said about that, right? The conspiracy theorists that, just lose their shit and it's hard to listen to them and, and take them seriously. And I think it kind of numbs you to, um, to the thought process, but then there's a, (laughs) there's a conspiracy theory that says they, they, the ubiquitous, they, they, them, they, them do that on purpose for that very reason. Right. They, they let, because people say, well, if this was a real conspiracy, the government would shut that guy up. But if he doesn't have any really concrete proof, and nowadays I think getting concrete proof is even more difficult than it ever was because people have the people have Photoshop. People can do AI videos now. Um, you can print anything, you know, so like newspaper documents. I mean, you can fake anything nowadays. Like corporate um, press releases. <laughs> like <work>. corporate <laughs> press releases, yeah. Or, or people's IM messages, you know. You can, since everything's digital and you can fake everything, I think it's harder now to get people to believe anything than 
than it was 50 years ago. You know, I also got the people that just deny reality and choose to believe whatever they think or feel. Yeah. I grew up in a town that was bathed in that, you know, um, I think we all grew up, we all grew up in small towns. Um, so I think none of us are, uh, haven't seen that before, you know? Um, It's just the difference was the good old, as you want to, as you know, as they're known, the good old days in the good old days, when a motherfucker was crazy spouting his beliefs, it was on some random street corner <laughs> and all you had to do was make sure you stood outside this particular person's visual range because whoever they could get to even glance yeah. their direction <laughs> as engagement and they would go on an ape shit tirade. Uh, but now, you know, it's the internet. You yeah. put the shit up on Twitter or Facebook and it's everywhere. And if it's some outlandish shit that no reasonable person would believe, but you have people out there who are a little fringe, who it reinforces a confirmation bias. They Mm -hmm. have, they will take it and run with it. Yeah. You can find an audience on the internet, right? For, for fucking anything. You can find an audience. It offers a soapbox for people that don't need a soapbox. (laughs) Yes, it does. Well, it also offers them the connection with other fucking crazy people. Yes. Like before you could be like, man, I want to, I want to fuck a dog. And everyone would be like, that's fucking weird. You're crazy. And you'd be like, okay, yeah, you're right. (laughs) And now you're like, I want to fuck a dog. And you get online and there's a subreddit r slash I fuck dogs. (laughs) And then you get on the Facebook group and there's 3,000 people on there just telling you it's fucking cool to do. And you're like, fuck yeah. Right. Yeah, this is my how to do it, where to do it, how to get away with it legally. Fucking instruction manual. And then there's Tumblr. (laughs) And then there's Tumblr. And there's 4chan. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and you're not wrong. And I think that's um, I've had this debate with people so many times about people say, "Oh, the internet's evil." You know, mobile phones, cell phones are evil. I don't believe technology can inherently be evil. I really don't. I think it's. I think the internet, Twitter, for instance, and I, I mean, Twitter has been in the news like crazy because of Elon putting that B-52 right into the fucking ground, which is sad. And the reason that I say that it's sad, and I could create a conspiracy theory about this too, we gotta, we've got to start that webpage, um, is that think about some of the things that have come out because of Twitter, like political, uh, you know, coups in other countries, um, France, when France, God, this has been, it's been a minute ago, France was having all the like riots and all that shit. And you didn't hear much about it on the news, but it was all over Twitter because it gave people the ability to pull out their cell phone and take pictures of shit and cast it out to the world. And listen, I I do believe that Twitter was repressing things that it didn't like. Um, There's a part of me that would argue that as a private company, they have that right. I would like to see, uh, I would like to see social media companies uh, handled a little more like news agencies and be put under some of the rules and laws that they have to abide by. Um, Which news agencies would that be? Yeah, I mean, nowadays, (laughs) fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Yes. Nowadays, it's yeah, it's it's not. But the thing is, is that that content is being. Can you? <clears throat> I don't think that that um, the social media platforms themselves themselves should be allowed to um, repress anything. But you also can't make them liable because that content is being created by other people. They're not creating the content, right? Zuckerberg's not out there pulling up news stories and writing shit. Other people are. But yeah, do I believe that they repressed shit back during the elections and stuff? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, and I don't, I don't agree with it. But I think Twitter has done a lot of good in the sense of becoming this platform. Like I said, I, I, I saw so many things over the years where you didn't hear about it until it popped on Twitter. Oh, shit, there's a war going on that nobody fucking knew about somehow. Um, 
but it's on Twitter and now it's gaining momentum, right? That, that was the thing that was valuable uh, about Twitter because prior to that and, you know, before Elon bought it in the whole nine yards and then started doing weird stuff with it, it was more than anything else. There was a lot of reporters, news agencies and everything else. They were all following each other. Mm -hmm. So what it worked like was like social media, but more while there was, you know, you, you, you had your celebrities, you've got your, sure. you've got your, what yeah. happened. All People your fluff. Yeah. But it's function more or less other than, you know, standard internet bullshit. And hey, look at my pictures was um, for news media to more or less be tapped into everything other than just your standard AP newswire because mm -hmm. when something starts started trending on Twitter mm -hmm. it got the attention of news agencies prior right. to Donald Trump becoming president how much shit did you hear in the news about him and fucking Rosie O'Donnell just fucking <laughs> I mean, something that realistically <laughs> nobody would give a shit about right? Uh, other, other than the people that were following Trump or following Rosie O'Donnell. That's why you heard about those stories in the news, because it gained enough traction on Twitter mm -hmm. and all the news agencies were tied into it. If it was a fucking slow news day, hey, let's scroll and see what's on Twitter. Oh, there's this Trump O'Donnell feud. You know, mm -hmm. let's put some of that shit on there. Yeah, I think that there were some really, like I said, I think there were some really powerful, powerful things that happened via Twitter or, or like you said, became people became aware of because of Twitter. And uh, so I could start a conspiracy theory that, you know, uh, the Illuminati had Musk buy it and run it into the ground so that uh, uh, no more no more coups and political uprisings can be recorded. Um and what he's doing, you know, when he first bought it, I was like, okay, cool. And then, uh, I, that's all I can say. It's just, what are you doing, dude? You're taking a platform. You know, he went in and he cleaned house. And I, I believe from the reports that I heard that they probably needed to, they were, I think they were, um, I think that they were bulked up on, on employees. Right. But he went fucking overboard and now he's just driving it into the fucking ground. And there was no need to do that. You could have come in, bought it, trimmed up a little fat, and, you know, not repressed anything. Cause he says, that's why he bought it was to make this platform where nothing was repressed. Um, <laughs> it's impossible, dude. Like how many people are going to want to fucking advertise next to like a Nazi post? Right. And that's, that's the thing, right? Is that, I believe in free speech very much. I do. Um, but right, like a Nazi post or something, there are some things that do need to be repressed and not allowed to grow, you know? Yeah, take a ship of truth social work. <laughs> well, yeah, look at this kind of like a factory. You've got a factory that produces widgets. And that factory that produces widgets makes about $500 million a year. We'll say. And when you look at it uh, and you, you decide you want to buy it and the business should theoretically be worth about five or six billion dollars making on that 500 million bucks a year. But, you know, there was some buzz around something and as opposed to the five or six billion dollars, you fuck up and wind up paying <clears throat> eleven and a half for it. Mm -hmm. All right. And you do this and you financed it as a leveraged buyout, as opposed to they walk in there, plump down a large chunk of cash and pay for it outright. If you buy that thing in a leveraged buyout, depending upon what the terms are of the loan, it can get really interesting. So Musk bought the thing on a loan and I think the interest alone 
on the loan is more than a billion dollars a year. Jesus. Like it's like a billion, billion and a half. So as soon as he signed the paper, he more or less put himself in the hole because, you know, in that scenario we were talking about earlier where the business makes $500 million a year, well, if you're paying $650 million a year in interest payments, uh, you know, you're, you, you see how that's not going to take very long before you have that slow downhill slide. And it was well reported in the news what he paid for it. It was roughly $45 billion. And the gross real value, because, you know, he said he would buy it and put himself under contract effectively when it was sort of overvalued. And when everybody took a real close look at it, it was like, you know, this place is worth about $25 billion and you pay 40 for it. Now you've got a scenario where you've got to make more than a billion and a half a year in profit merely to satisfy the interest payments. So you're, you know, as soon as he signed the papers, that was kind of the beginning of the end. And that's also why he, you know, became really interested in selling blue check marks for eight bucks. He's trying to do anything he can to monetize the platform to keep it alive, which just goes to show you that there's like no tech Jesus in the world that just magically knows the way or, you know, the Silicon Valley billionaire startup guy that, you know, basically winds up getting a cult following around him. You know, there's there are no prophets. There is no one that can see the future. They're just taking their best stab at certain things, and they did really well in certain areas, but it doesn't mean they do well in everything. I mean, just because a guy can make an amazing pizza does not mean you want him to do surgery on your foot. I mean, there's, <laughs> some, sometimes shit is different. Well, and I've, and I've always been a fan of Musk in the sense that he uh, – one of the things that I've – always said about him is that he does things to kind of rattle the whatever industry he's fucking with. Right. He got into private, you know, the jet, uh, not jets, damn it. Um, rockets. Right. And he's like, man, we can make these things land on their own. You know, you guys are being wasteful. And it took a few dozen explosions, but he finally got it to work. And then NASA's like, Oh yeah, yeah, we can do that. And it's like, there you go. Rattle some fucking cages. Cause when you're the only one, when you're NASA and you're the only one, um, you're like, eh, you get into a status quo. And then he comes out with electric cars. He comes out with the Teslas. And now look at all the goddamn electric cars that are out there and all the hybrids that are out there, right? Because he rattled cages when people were like, nah, no, nah, you can't do that. And he's like, sure you can look. And then everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, we can do that. Absolutely. So right. I, I appreciate I his, his, that, that cage rattling. Cause I think that needs to be done. I, if, if capitalism is going to be worth the bullshit that we put up with because I'm, I'm not, I don't believe capitalism is the be all end all that some folks do. Um, but I, I think that it's one of the better ways. Right. And I think it has created a lot of innovation, but if it's going to be worth the bullshit that we put up with. Yeah. He's showing offline now. All right. She, Dan, uh, that that shows what happens when you start talking smack about billionaires. You just disappear. <laughs> yeah, Elon Musk just cut your. I was gonna hit right. That was fucking weird. My browser crashed. Yeah, musk. Um, uh huh. He got musked. <laughs> yeah, you got musked. I said we should start our own uh, Twitter type uh, website, and uh, no, we should call it Skitter, and then that way, when people posted things, it would be Skeets, and then you could be like. Skeet, skeet, skeet. I hope. Uh, I really hope your browser crashes again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my computer knew the bad joke was coming. He's like, "Let's try to save him from himself." Well, so. speak, speaking of billionaires, and uh, depending upon who you talk to and what they attribute to certain people, possibly a trillionaire. You know, uh, follow follow me down the rabbit hole here. So. Vladimir Putin. Basically, <laughs> exactly. Basically a mob boss, you know. 
overseeing an organization that's known to be corrupt uh, and then using enforcer tactics uh, as far as having people silenced, having people killed, all of the above. It's basically all the hallmarks of a mob boss. He just happens to be in charge of a country. So now he's a Russian mob boss, and Yevgeny Prigozhin's plane was shot down, uh, supposedly by the Russian military, and he was supposed to be on the passenger or be a passenger on the plane, but it's still not known as of the last time I checked if he was. So Putin goes after Prigozhin. So if he kills his dog and takes his car, we've got all the makings of Yevgeny Wick, except he's got an arm. <laughs> I would have watched the fuck out of that. <laughs> yeah. You shut down my plane. <laughs> and killed my dog. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. As long as it wasn't John Wick's dog. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I wonder if he was even on it, but I mean, he probably was, right? I mean, most likely. He yeah. was just big dick and it flying in and out of Moscow to show Putin, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. You know, when when the whole Wagner group thing happened and he they started marching in on Moscow and they were taking out tanks and shit like that. Like you you can't back you out of that <laughs> yeah, you saw what happened never mind you're gonna have a january 6th situation if you half-ass an insurrection right you, you either either do it or don't do it right yeah. you can't you can't you march gotta... halfway to moscow and be like all right just kidding just kidding. yeah right oh no we talked it out it's like no no you didn't <laughs> you're you're dead i mean everybody when that happened was they started the the stopwatch on dude's life. <laughs> you yeah. know, we uh, all knew that dude was dead. Considering who you're going up against, you better commit. <laughs> right, exactly. You're going to end yeah. up in a suitcase with a couple of gunshots to the head and it's going to be claimed to be suicide. Right. And Shotgun wound to the back of the head. Right. And then dismembered, chopped up and put in a suitcase. I don't, the guy just was really, he, he didn't want to live anymore. Yes. Here's the suicide note. That was why <laughs> I chopped myself up, put myself in a suitcase and threw myself yeah. into the ocean. Yeah, I couldn't drink stand what I had done. Drink a nice hot cup of polonium tea as well. Yeah. <laughs> he, he committed suicide. But there's 16 bullet holes. Like we said, suicide. Suicide. Yeah. Yeah. He's not good at it. First he was time. Terrible. terrible at it. Yeah, it's everybody, <coughs> excuse me, everybody saw that one coming. And Putin has run Russia into the ground. The thing that, you know, one of the things that bothers me the most about a lot of that is that, and, and this is probably because I am a Gen Xer, and uh, I think Robbie and Doug will, will understand this the most. Growing up, Russia was the bad guy, right? Um, in the eighties, uh, Rambo. Movies or, uh, yeah, even Don. Rocky. Right, everything. Russia Red was Don. the bad guy. Right there, right. Die Hard. <laughs> Wolverine. I mean, everything. You know, was Russia's the bad guy, and now you've got quote unquote patriots that have been led to believe because you know everyone else is indoctrinated and, and propaganda works on everyone, but them, but people have got Putin's back in his invasion on Ukraine because, you know, Hunter Biden and all these Democrats are hiding money and, and child porn and fucking everything else in, in Ukraine. So that's why he's doing it, right? It's he's, he's on this mission from God to go down there. All right. All right. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. okay. So what if, a country broke up the U.S. and said, we're taking New York. New York's going to be its own thing. And then the U.S. later tried to take it back. Would that be an evil act? Depends. Yeah, it depends. Kind of need um, more backstory on this content. On this right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, no. So, I, so when you, I mean, when you break up a country and you right. start stealing land away, I mean... 
from their point of view, that's probably a bad thing. Yeah, Ukraine left. I mean, Ukraine said, hey, fuck off. We're not coming back, you know. <clears throat> but I think, once a, I think once a country is formed, you know, it'd be like if Texas seceded, like they keep promising and never deliver on. Right? And then the U.S. started rolling military in. I would say it's a bad thing. Yeah. It's like, hey, if that's it's what still, they want Yeah, to I see. So it's still an invasion because they, they deserve their sovereign status right if a country wants sovereign status then they should be allowed to have it they should be able to break away texas should be able to break away i think any state that wants to secede from the union should be allowed to do it um that's states rights and i I, i'm i've learned that i'm kind of a statist only because i believe in small federal government is what a what what states rights to what States' yeah, rights states right to what? <laughs> yeah, Dan. States' rights to what? I believe in states' rights to govern themselves independently um, versus the federal government. I think the federal government should have certain um, duties and responsibilities and certain laws and things like that. But just like with Colorado doing the whole thing with legalizing weed, you know, and it reminds me of a cat knocking something off of a desk. And the feds are like, don't do it. Colorado's like, meow. They're like, don't do it. Colorado's like, eh, eh. And just knocks it off the, the thing. And it, 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 it's not the implosion of Bacchanal level that everyone thought, you know? It really hasn't been a big fucking deal out here. Um, I mean, I smell weed a lot in my apartment. Guess what? I smelled weed in every apartment I've ever lived in <laughs> in every state I've lived in. So I believe that states should be allowed to run themselves the way they want. And just, excuse me, just like capitalism, just like a business, if a state sucks and runs itself into the ground, the Fed should not come in and, and fix it. it. It should kind of fail. And then it will change or it will stay failed. And you can say, well, Dan, but if you had, you know, an entire state that just failed, that's going to ripple through the economy of the country. So, you know, yes and no. Look at, look at Europe. Look at the, the EU. There are countries over there that their dollar ain't worth much or whatever their currency is, you know, but the EU hasn't collapsed because of it. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely a a proponent of smaller government and a huge proponent of who are we? You guys may have remembered I said something about the woman that she's like 94 years old and I think she's a congresswoman, but she recently gave her daughter power of attorney because you know she's 94 years old and can't you know take care of herself but she's still helping to pass legislation for all of us and i just diane feinstein yes i think it was i think it was and at this point her biden uh what's the little fucking rat fink from alabama um the little one or the current one well the current one is uh tuberville doing oh. the thing where he's holding up um since he's in the senate and uh, the senate rules have been busted for a while uh you know used to uh at various points in time you know everything you, you hear the filibuster talked about a lot And, you know, when most people think about the filibuster, they think about someone standing down on the floor, constantly giving a speech that they're allowed to give, just taking up time so you can't vote on something. Well, it's been a while back, but they basically, you know, someone can threaten to filibuster and that's all it takes. And that's sort of what Tommy Tuberville is doing, the former coach from Auburn, because obviously that qualifies, qualifies. him for <laughs> In Alabama. Oh, God, yeah. 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 So, um, but, you know, the little one was, that wound up being... McConnell. Uh, That's who I was thinking of. The little rat thing. Yeah. Oh, well, McConnell... Staring off into space. Right. All, yeah. those, all those old motherfuckers need to go, dude. All of them. Well, well, you had Strom Thurmond that he kept going until he was in his 90s. But it's like, you know, it's 
Uh, I believe that at some point, driver's licenses and political offices should have <laughs> to be qualified. You should have to qualify for it <clears throat> past a certain age. Absolutely. You know, I'm both of those. <laughs> take it. Take, take a test. Take something. Well, it's like uh, how many? Right. Some, some of these guys, I want to ask them how many stars are on the goddamn American flag. You know, thirteen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and which uh, one? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, but you know, have something in place. You know, some level of a you know a competency something uh, because. Hey, you know, it's when people start getting into age-related issues where they experience cognitive de- decline. Right. Um, there are all sorts of so- associated changes with that. Uh, you know, not merely just not remembering things. You no, have no, absolutely. People that have certain mental issues that, hey, talk to anyone that's ever been a nurse in a nursing home. You know, you've you've got some people that once they started having having cognitive issues, that it brought out their mean side. I was and just some of them are just yes. you know, they could have been the sweetest person in the world, yes. but then they have some issue and they're they are the meanest fucking push people down the stairs and roll over laughing mm-hmm. about it. Motherfuckers you ever saw in your life. My ex-wife's family dealt with a lot of like strokes and her, on her mom's side, there was a lot of dementia, Alzheimer's, stuff like that. <clears throat> and I heard stories about some of her relatives, but I remember her mom got a little nasty towards the end. From what I remember, just mean spirited little comments. And she was one of the sweetest Southern women you'd ever meet but it was that fucking dementia. You know I mean? Their brains are being eaten from the inside out in a lot of these cases. And that's exactly it. Right. So, and you've got, you've got somebody like that running the country and, and how does somebody who is a multimillionaire who's 90 years old, how does he have my best interests, a, a middle-class 47 year old, how does he have my best interest in, in mind? Like, I don't, I, I just don't see, but well, the problem you may get introduced to him and he may not be able to remember your fucking name or, yeah. you know, uh, think about this. The motherfucker that's in charge of the button, if he's in <laughs> cognitive decline and well, fortunately, there's a couple of people that are in charge of the button. So, yeah, not just uh, one. That's why. But it's, you know, let's say you have somebody and there is a virtual button. Do you want a mean old motherfucker that can't remember anything, much less understand the consequences of their actions. I just think that the, the yes. problem is, is that you've, yes, right. You've got a bunch of people that they make up the rules for everyone, including themselves. And I think that's the fucked up part, right? Is that everything is being designed to keep them in power and to keep them rich. And, the, the U.S. is a is a young country as far as the planet is concerned. We're only a couple of hundred years old. And if you look historically around the 250, most dynasties, which is kind of what we are, only last about 250 to 300 years. And we're, we're there. We've hit that point. And it'll be curious to see where things go over the next 50 years. The idea that the U.S. couldn't collapse, the idea that the U.S. couldn't have major restructuring or that we couldn't have another civil war, I think is asinine to think, to, to think that we can't do that. You know, we see things on TV about schools getting hit with rockets and, you know, the streets are just turned to rubble and we're like, Oh, that's terrible. It, it could happen here, you know? And I know well, I'm a fucking crazy prepper guy, but still. It's not that far off. I mean, because think about this. All right. We spend more on, defense mm-hmm. than any, anyone, <laughs> anyone. I mean, yeah. as, a, as a matter of fact, I would not be shocked that if you took the top 20 and obviously we're number one in that, <laughs> yeah. if you took the top 20 and you added up the budgets of the other 19, 
Yeah, we're probably still on top. <laughs> we would probably still be on top. So mm-hmm. as far as if you're a country that wants to diminish American influence across the world stage, doing it military militarily is impossible. Yeah, it's right. Just no, not yeah. going no. to happen. And if you actively attack the country, all of these motherfuckers that are arguing, well, we stop arguing and yeah. then we turn our attention to whoever that yeah. is. It's like a family, and, right? We can sit and yeah. talk shit and do whatever we want, but the minute you come into our yard and talk shit, you are fucked. Exactly. Just now, a couple of so the, to your house. So the only thing that you can do is influence, disinformation, the mm-hmm. whole nine yards. And mm-hmm. that's what you've seen uh, Russia be engaged in over the last 20 years. And then once social media really exploded, that kind of gave them an in. And oh, yeah. anybody that is wondering about the whole Hunter Biden, Ukraine, uh, you know, mysterious server in there that, uh, you know, that, that was going to make Hillary win and all of the other bullshit make (laughs) no mistake. It's like, I don't care who says what on your favorite news channel. If you cannot add that up, something is wrong. That's it's so blatantly obvious. Then that's the part that makes me mad. Right. It's like, guys, really come on. You know, first of all, all politicians are crooked as fuck. And the idea that the fact that they've got us, and I say us encompassing all of Americans, that they've got us into this zero-sum game. And a zero-sum game, for those who don't know, a zero-sum game is when there are two sides, and for one side to win, the other side must lose. And you're thinking, well, duh, Dan, that's most games. Well, yeah, but it's still called a zero-sum game, right? Our political system has been created in, or has not created, it's been steered into the zero sum game where in order for Democrats to win, Republicans have to lose. For Republicans to win, Democrats have to lose. There is no middle ground anymore. It's black or white. And I don't know about you guys, but my life is way too fucking complicated for me to live it black and white and say, I will only make these decisions because they align up with my conservative values. And I will only make these because they align with my liberal values. I take the issue, I look at the issue and I go, how the fuck do I fix this issue for myself or for whoever, right? But that's not what we're allowed to do anymore. In order, I mean, I saw people, I I saw people, you know, like laughing and joking when Trump won about, oh, look at all those fucking liberals and Dems crying. Ha ha ha. Look at them. (sighs) Really? You're, you're, you're celebrating their, that the fact that they're upset. I just think that's a fucked up thing. Like, yeah, there are people I don't like in the world, but I don't that, celebrate them being sad. That's well, that's fucked up on multiple levels. And we can also turn around and flip that coin. Uh, like when Barack Obama got elected, you saw a uh, Republican fervor reach a level mm-hmm. that it had never seen before. And that kind of, steamrolled into the modern era. Uh, They had someone to go up against. And, but at the same time, it's like, you know, not, not all of the ideas from any one side or another are bad ideas. And the way our election cycles have gone over the past several years, listen, I mean, if somebody gets, you know, 56% of the vote, that's considered a landslide. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, that, that's 56%. And that's, if, that, sh- that should be telling, right? Yeah. That our country I mean, really that's, is, that's an that, F. I yeah. mean, if in school, if you learn 56% of something, <laughs> you failed. So that, that, let's say you got 56% of people to agree on a president that's still 44% of the population 
that chose the other guy. And usually the way this, you know, those things go, you know, you vote for your guy and your guy lost. Well, you know, there, you, you feel a certain hurt, you feel a certain damage, you know, that's right. So it's, and you shouldn't, and that shouldn't be celebrated. I mean, sports teams don't even do that. right? Right. I mean, Having half, but you're looking at having half of the country pissed off at any one time. Sure, right. Because yeah, most of these things that get decided, realistically, 56% is a landslide because most things go 51 49. I was just getting ready to say, I've seen like 50.8 to, you know, exactly. <laughs> it's like in the points. But if you've got, if you've got two opposing teams in the Super Bowl and one of them wins, you don't, you don't see the other team being like, ha ha, fuck you. Ha ha, cry, snowflake. They hug, they, they congratulate each other, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then in politics, these pundits or people who think they're fucking pundits are like, oh yeah, cry, snowflake. Oh yeah, fuck you, conservatives. It's like, that's the problem. Look, look at what they've done. They've created this environment where we are combative over who's in office. Right. And dude, they're all going to fuck us. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's one thing that's making the, 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 the Russian influence campaign from outside so effective to yeah. the point where you do. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, there is, a group of people in Congress that actively support Russia because Russia, because their information campaign has legs, uh, you know, they've more or less treated them as a special interest group. Think of them as an NRA or an ASPCA, or any one of those other organizations that is able to exert political influence. And make no mistake about it, when you see people voting against funding for Ukraine or anything else, um, that that is a direct result of that Russian influence in our current political situation. Yeah, and that's another one that I've seen, you know, and you know how people like to pop off the mouth. Somebody be like, oh, yeah, they're not going to be able to finish the potholes on whatever road. And people are like, yeah, but we can put $725 million into Ukraine. And it's like, really? You care about that? How about all of the Middle East wars? How about all of the fucking wars that Bush uh, and the Republicans put us into? You don't, you don't seem to care about any of those. I'm sure those had no political, no political reasons. It was all about freedom. <laughs> they needed yeah, it, was, it, was, uh, it was the weapons of mass destruction that they finally found and destroyed. So the Duncan Hines yellow cake mix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, Duncan Hines yellow cake mix. That's what they were looking for. <laughs> and the, the frosting was in a different country. They do invade that country. Yeah, didn't they, right, to get that, yeah. Well, yeah. That's like a violation you, okay. of export laws. <laughs> Biological... Uh, this is the best biological warfare I've ever tasted. I don't want yeah. yellow cake. That's weird. And I'm not ashamed to say it. It's like when they started talking about suitcase nukes, which I was doubtful about suitcase nukes, but I wasn't terribly doubtful about weapons of mass destruction if you had them in the hands of a guy like Saddam. The problem yeah. was is it was basically an influence campaign by one particular Iraqi a-hole who I can't remember what his name was. And uh, he came over here selling the story. And even though it was really easy to see through and it was easily disproven when the CIA and the FBI and other people started looking at it, um, people grabbed a hold of that and then walked every th- uh, everything that that guy was saying that they knew to be false out to the American people, Congress, the Senate, the whole nine yards, so they could get uh, basically, you know, an authorization from uh, the legislative branch so they could go in and wage war. And uh, I remember when that whole thing was going on, hey, I was watching the news every day. And when they hit the, we found aluminum tubes, 
I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got sold a fucking bill of goods, and so did everybody else. <laughs> but aluminum tubes, Doug. <laughs> exactly. You know, aluminum. we went... Yeah, and that was, they made a big, huge deal about it, you know, that these <laughs> aluminum tubes could be used to process a whole bunch of shit. And it was <laughs> it was just fucking aluminum tubes because they were looking for anything that would validate their initial premise, which was right. sold to them by an Iraqi who basically what he wanted was he wanted the U.S. to invade Iraq and he wanted the U.S. to install him as Iraq's leader. You know, that's that's what the whole thing was about. And we like oil and we like keeping our dirty laundry secret, right? And those, I know you guys know this, but I mean, we've been meddling in the Middle East since like the fucking late 40s, 50s. Yeah, you pretty know, much after thinking, World War II. Mm-hmm. Keeping Russia busy. Um, you know, if you could keep war going on somewhere other than your own country to keep people, one, busy, and two, to keep, uh, you know, Lockheed and these countries or these companies making gajillions of dollars, then you're going to do that, you know? Um, so what do you think about, let me ask you a question since we're on this, kind of on in this rabbit hole, the folks that say that, 9-11 was an inside job, right? We've got, that's coming up here in a few weeks. Um, my personal opinion is that I don't believe it was an inside job per se, but I don't, I find it very hard to believe that with all of the intelligence we have out there and the things, you know, we can find the aluminum tubes, but we can't stop uh, people from stealing a couple of 747s and crashing them into fucking buildings. You know, like that just seems sketchy to me. And I know there are people that say there's no fucking way our government would allow that to happen. Really? Are you sure about that? Because I don't, I don't know that I'm willing to say that. No, actually. <laughs> actually. And you know, and I've seen so all the way. Uh, a uh, red laser dot just appeared on my yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I will say that, uh. Uh, I do I not believe the official story is probably what happened. <laughs> All right, you know what? If you don't think the government, if you don't think the government will do fucked up stuff, just look up the Tuskegee experiment. There you go, and yes. you'll realize that they don't give a fuck about people. Nah. No, because they believe in this greater good theory, right? And some of the most—I mean, Hitler himself—they believed that there was a greater good that the suffering they were causing didn't matter because it was for the greater good of another people. Right. And when you start to think like that, nothing is off the table, right? The, the crusades, you can go all the way back to the fucking crusades. They killed thousands, hundreds of thousands of fucking people that weren't Christian, but it was okay because they were doing God's work. It was for the, it was for the greater good. You know, yeah, um, I think the Bible says thou shalt kill. Uh, if they're not Christians, yeah. So yeah, here's here's shall, interesting. Shall not kill unless they're not Christians. Unless they're not Christians and then fuck them up, you know, which is interesting because I saw something the other day about, oh, and I don't remember how it runs now, but basically they were talking about Jesus and, you know, where he would have existed in the world at the time and what language he would have spoke. And I, I can't remember what it was now. Um but in that language, the word for God would have been Allah, right? And so I was like, wait a minute. So I went and dug into it, and it adds up. It does. It adds up. That well, it's three branches. It's like if you study it at all, Christianity is an offshoot of Judaism, yes. and then Islam, Islam is just an DLC for the Bible. Yeah. It's just yeah. an offshoot of Christianity. So you've got people that don't realize that all three of these religions roll up to the same God, regardless yep. of what you want to call it. Yep. And that's what this guy, he was a Muslim. And that's basically what he was saying was that we're all brothers. We're all cousins. We're all this. It's, it, it all, it all adds up. It's just, you know, three people went out into the fucking desert and wrote their own account of it. And now you've got what you've got. And yet, well, it was like, um, like the Quran, it, it includes most of 
the Bible and then some extra. Some so, ad, like, yeah. it's not it's not even like a completely different thing. It's just like Jesus was a prophet, but he wasn't the Messiah. The, right. Muhammad I was going to say you believe in Jesus, right? They just and they believe he was a prophet. They just don't think that he was the the second coming of Christ and all that, or the yeah. second coming of God or whatever. Right. So, it, and it just kills me the way that folks will fight that shit until they're, you know, bug eyed and spitting at you, you know, they're I all like to, evil. I like to pick and choose features from different religions and make them own. Yeah. I think that's Basically, pretty much how the Bible is built. It's a choose your own. You play it like a, you play religion like Gary's mod. You just install different stuff from the workshop. And yeah, yeah, just install the uh, don't be an asshole mod and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that exists. I don't think that exists in any religious text. That's that's my religious, uh, basically, the, the basics of it. Don't be a dick, right? And if you and really, if you look at religion and you get rid of the, you know, can't eat shellfish and women should be stoned and all that shit, all religion really does kind of come back down to that is don't be a dick to, to your fellow man be a decent human, try to do right, you know? Um, but some people seem to have a difficulty doing that. <laughs> reading comprehension is hard. <laughs> Maybe that's all it is. Just reading comprehension. Well, I look at it this way. If you, if you were to say that you were going to set your wife on fire because she didn't love you, that would be wrong. But God says he's going to send you to hell and you're going to burn in flames forever if you don't love him. And that's not wrong. And I just, that confuses me. I'm confused by that. I only hurt you because I love you. <laughs> I, I don't, you, so I don't get it. So like Satan's supposed to be bad, but he's punishing the bad people or something. Right. It's all very confusing. It's very, very confusing. So we're like, I'm so, God damn it. <laughs> that was funny okay, you are. I hate it I hate it here. <laughs> no you don't you just he came up with it and you didn't <laughs> yeah usually yes <sighs> alright well that was fun KFC in India has a biryani bucket with uh, fried chicken in it So I would eat that I got hurt enough, but I don't want to get hurt no more. I got hurt enough, but I don't want to get hurt no more.